huge summer of cricket um, is going to um, dawn on us uh, very, very shortly. Uh, the Ashes summer, and it's going to be enthralling. Um, and to take us all through it, and in- including the uh, T20 World Cup, which is happening as we speak, Australia are in a bit of trouble. Uh, but we've got 119 Test legend for Australian cricket, That's... and that is Ian Healy. Get our heels. Good evening, fellas. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's an absolute honour. Um, how are we finding you tonight? Are we about to tuck down for some dinner? No, no, it's only five o'clock here in uh, <laughs> Brisbane. Uh, quarter past five, a little bit early. I've, I have become a pensioner in my eating uh, <laughs> habits, but, but uh, no, not just yet. But a uh, nice little evening here in Brizzy. Uh, probably have a look at the T20 World Cup tonight because... They don't sound great games, uh, but they're more important than they seem. New Zealand are playing um, Scotland, and they're going to they're going to try to belt them and get their run rate up. And India, who are on the brink of exiting the tournament, are playing Afghanistan, who who might be the one team that New Zealand have to climb over. So so uh, Afghanistan are going really well. I think India should probably bounce back and beat them, but. Uh, they haven't had a good tournament. Um, so New Zealand, Pakistan to be the two teams that qualify in that pool. And then Australia will be fighting South Africa for run rate. And oh, England will man. make it through uh, from our pool. Now, Heels, this was here. Uh, just off the air, we uh, spoke a little bit about the pink ball test. And we had a discussion here before we had you on. I'm an advocate for pink ball tests, day-night tests throughout the Australian summer. What what would be your view on that? Um, I don't mind it. The, the biggest detractor will be the players um, and probably the batsmen uh, because the ball does a lot more. But the pink ball holds up better than the white ball, so I don't mind the pink ball being used maybe even in the daytime. But, but um, and definitely for one day. Is, I don't, why wouldn't we use the pink ball if it holds up better than the white one for one day cricket and T20s? You know, but but that's that. Um, and to protect that ball um, for 80 overs, they have to put more grass on the wick, right? They in the grass a little bit, which makes it harder to bat on. So, uh, I, no, I, I wouldn't play all of them, but I'm, I'd be very happy with a second one, not just one. Yeah, um, I think the players have got over got over the stigma of day night uh, Test cricket, um, and there's plenty being played around the world. How, how do you? F- feel about cricket, the state of cricket at the moment? Are we learning too far to the batters or do you think there's an even balance? Um, well, the bowls have we, just got to be we, better. I, <laughs> well, I think I think it's pretty even, um, but we certainly, you, you know, we've got batting wickets and we've got what are supposed to be bowling wickets, i.e. Perth and Brisbane, for example. That's more fun for bowlers of all types, spinners as well as quicks. But we have to make sure each year that they are bowling wickets. You know, last year the Brisbane Test was a bit flat and sometimes the Perth one doesn't help the bowlers as much as they should. So so I, I like, uh, you know, variability in our conditions um, so that, you know, you, when, you know what you're going to get when you go to Melbourne or Sydney. And in Sydney was a turning wicket in our day. Before our day, it was a green top. So these mm. things can change. We're, we've just got to sort of get get the balance right towards the bowler a bit more, I reckon. It's a bit too batter-friendly. 
Heels, I've uh, done a little sort of word association for you. I'm going to throw some things at you. and uh, This will be fun. We'll get your quick reactions to that if, if you don't mind. It's, it's, it's harmless. I'm not going to not going too deep here. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I am an amateur. Saying, sorry, I, I am an amateur on, uh, on community radio, so here Bit we go. psychological testing yeah, here or something was. <laughs> First up, uh, you were part of probably the best, and so you're very lucky to be part of that sort of test team that you were in. So I'll go Brad Hodge. Unlucky? Very unlucky. <laughs> uh, how many broken fingers? I uh, don't know. If you don't x-ray them, you're never going to know. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest bowler faced? Um, Malcolm Marshall Ooh. or Wazzy Macram. Nice. Right. And change two current selections in the Australian team. Oh, good one. Ch- change two, did you say? Yep. Uh, I haven't really got two. We have to make two, I reckon. We have to yes. pick number one and number five. I'm saying, oh, I'm saying Kawaja, I reckon. For to the say, was he? Yeah. Uh, and Travis Head probably, which means Marcus Harris is waiting. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna open the batting with Manus, a right-hander. Ooh, yeah. Right. Nice. Okay. A lot, lot of noise about um, Uzi and Manus. Ian, have you been keeping up with them recently in the, the Shield and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all doing well. You know, Marcus, Travis, and Usman and Mana, so very, very good. And that's critical. You know, in the in the day, when, when you've got a successful structure happening, there's 10 blokes doing enough to be in the Australian cricket team, but they can't get in. Yeah. At the moment, we've got one, maybe, you know, and whoever misses out out of those three blokes, like Travis, uh, Marcus, or Usman, We've got one spare, right? Well, in the old day, like the Brad Hodge days, yeah. we had ten batsmen yeah. like him. I'll go Matthew Hayden, um, M- Martin Love, yep. Stuart Law, uh, Greg Lewis, Matthew Elliott, um, Jamie Siddons before that, uh, Tom Moody. Uh, <laughs> it, it's easy. You nearly have another team. Well, that's right. Yeah, Hodgie, we did. We, we had another team waiting to play. And now we've got no one. We've got to really fill that bench up. Well, what do you re- well, what does that come down to then, Ian? What, is it the makeup, or is it other selections that the kids are making these days, or is there is there another reason that you can think of that is the reason why we don't have this depth anymore? Um, no, I can't. I can't work it out. Really, yeah. could um, it be twenty twenty cricket? Get, I, I think twenty twenty is probably confused the fans at times, but also the players. The techniques of the players switching quickly from from uh, tests or shield cricket into a, a one-day format and then a T20 format for the big bash. It, it is confusing uh, their, their strategies, I reckon, and they're not as good at uh, racking up the runs like those fellas are at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that, that's probably part of it, I reckon, just, just the extra format, making it very difficult to switch and, and rack up your averages and performances. Now, your, your playing days, Heels, obviously wrecked up with uh, quality stats and played with so many quality people. Do you regard your team that you played in as probably one of the best, as, oh, as we uh, do? It'd, it'd be pretty good. You know, I think the best team Australia's ever had was just after I finished. <laughs> so just in the very early 2000s, I, I reckon when you replaced me with Gilly, then the two war boys don't work. Langer and Hayden really established their partnership, and you ta- and you add Brett Lee into the bowling lineup of McGrath and Warren and, and Gillespie, so you've got some express pace. So I think I think that is the best team 
uh, of all generations, and that would compare to ours, if you like, but uh, 75 Ian Chapel, uh, 48 Bradman, uh, and 21, uh, the big ship, Warwick Armstrong. So they're, they're the well-known, successful teams. I reckon early 2000s probably beat the lot. And what are, you, what are you doing with yourself now in cricket? Well, I work on oh, cricket. Uh, cricket, nothing much. I'm on the board of uh, Cricket Queensland, um, and I chair the former Bulls. So we're called the Bulls Masters. So all former Bulls players, we get around the state and play and raise money and, and speak and, mm. and coach. So, so, that'd, yeah, so, that'd be a good group <laughs> to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun, camaraderie for former players, a um, little bit of pocket money, as well as doing a, a great deal for cricket. So nice. so we like that. Um, so th- they're my involvement. You know, I'm still around our club. I'm patron and sponsor of our club. So, so um, yeah, yeah, it's all pretty, uh, you know, backseat type fun engagement with cricket at the moment. Any of those old balls matches coming up, Ian, anytime soon? Yeah. Uh, yeah well, what, what month? I get confused. What month are we in? Um, <laughs> Start on November. I think, we'll, I think we'll it's going, November. I think our next one, we might be going to North Queensland, I reckon. Um, and then, because I go, a, a lot of a lot of people, like towns, can't have us in the middle of their cricket season. So we, we go sort of towards February. We go to Bundaberg. But uh, North, North Queensland, there's two tours. One's coming up, I think, and one's about May, you know. So, uh, North Queensland and then Bundaberg, we, we host an under-16 championships and a country championship of senior men and, and women when we can get them up and running, you know. So, so they're, they're our uh, legacy for cricket from the former Bulls. So, Queensland's got so many people that live outside the city that we service it pretty well. Heels, how do you see the upcoming Ashes? Uh, really looking forward to it. I don't think we're, we should be uh, that much of a favourite, as they're saying, but uh, how do you see it? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely even. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if we can get our top order, our batting uh, performing closer to potential than it did la- last year against India, um, they, I think we'll be right. You know, They've got a really fragile top order before Joe Root gets in there, you know. Joe Root's had an incredible year. He'd be world number one probably now. Um, and and so we've got to really impose our good bowlers on that English top order and make sure Joe Root's feeling some pressure um, because Stokes being in that team helps both the batting confidence and the bowlers' confidence just by being there, whether he's performing or not. So And, and then they've got a really good... Uh, bowling unit, Jimmy Anderson, who, who struggles a little bit out here in Australia, but but he, I, th- I think he's got the right attitude this time. He, he's going to really get into it for his last time out here. He's done six tours out here. Yeah, Unbelievable. Stuart Broad loves bowling around the wicket to our left-handers, yeah. and we've got four left-handers in the top six. Mm. So they're all going to be quite motivated, you know, and so it's pretty even, pretty even. We should win. We won't belt them easily. But what, what impact will it have, though, Ian, um, about not having uh, played Test cricket since last summer? Uh, it should be. It should only be a good impact. Yeah, I reckon okay. there'll, there'll be a freshness and an excitement about us right. uh, with the the three formats and pretty packed schedules. I think our cricketers can fall flat 
a little bit at times. So I'm I'm expecting there to be a real pep in their step and, and, and the bowlers really getting their seam right, getting the release out of the hand perfect and and really wanting to be in the face of those batsmen. So so I think it's probably going to be a good thing. If, as long as they get a game or two uh, next month when they get back from this T20 World Cup, they get a game or two in Sheffield Shield or a trial match of some description, I, I reckon we'll see the benefits of them not playing much. Heels also, we look at Tim Payne and for us average Joes, given the wicket keepers we've had throughout the recent times, we're always after runs from our wicket keeper. But honestly, how many how many runs should we be expecting from someone like Tim? Oh, you want to get um, you want him averaging around thirty. Yep. So and and I don't care how many runs he makes if our top order does its job, mm. he's not going to need any runs, you know. So, but when we're under pressure, he, he's really capable of peeling off a sixty or a fifty at least, right when we need it. Batting with the tail, uh, you know, uh, 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 really well if they if they're into the tail. Um, so I, that, that's all I'm looking. He, he needs to be handy and probably a bit better than handy under pressure to to get us out of trouble or stall stall the disaster. Um, and and Pony is definitely capable of doing enough with the bat because we certainly were blessed there yeah. for a while, especially with Gilly and yourself. I mean, you would have played all formats had they been T20. You would have been out there with mm-hmm. that uh, back foot drive and a little flick over the leg side there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not sure if my little chip shots could work in T20, but I'll give it a go. A few ex-players have called for Tim Payne uh, to um, be relinquished of that captaincy. Do you see it that way, or are you happy with him? No, I, I don't. I'm happy with him. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't, you know, he won't have much longer. Maybe this summer could be it, if, um, especially if he finishes on a high. And if, if he finishes on a low, he's probably going to go and they're going to swap it over. I just don't think there's a, a clear enough... Um, aspirant coming mm, through yeah. um, and and Smithy hasn't convinced anyone that he's the right person to get a second chance at being the captain So and they're sort of stalling that one a little bit so um, I think Tim Payne's done a fantastic job to get us out of Cape Town and that sandpaper for all mm. um, up to where, where we are now it's been an incredible effort by he and Justin Langer now that team that is under his charge has to start winning. We, we haven't won enough since the 2015 One Day World Cup. Hey, what, what role will you, will you have over the uh, summer in the test? Will you be commentating in some form? No, I don't have a role. I'm with SEN on the radio station. and mm. I'll, I'll commentate. The, they've got the radio rights, I think, and I'll be doing the Brisbane test. That's the first one of the Ashes, and that's it. I'll be... Sitting back, watching it. Yep, it's a be. very good test. Exactly. Been up there once. It's uh, a yeah, great yeah. test. A very great place to watch cricket. Yeah, yeah. no, it is. Well, if you're not doing much in the end, you can you can be with us. So that's okay. <laughs> we can have an expert in uh, in the chair, which is great. Um, now, just just the last one. I wanted to hear your experience. I know I've heard Warnie's a fair bit, and your your experience of his first ball in an Ashes series. No, righto. Um, oh, it wasn't uh, particularly surprising. We'd seen him deliver those sort of deliveries on a tour before the England tour of New Zealand. Yep. Uh, Dizzy Bowl, he got some unbelievable wickets at New Zealand. Uh, then the week before that Manchester test, he's, you know, when the ball was bowled, he got smashed by Graham Hick at Worcestershire. So, you know, we, we, it was a real unknown what, what was about to happen. And Mike Gatting, their best player, was in there. And, and so this is real pressure for the young bloke. 
yep. and knocks him over first pill. And the, the the English batsmen, you could almost feel them freeze, and they thought, "Jeez, we got to play this bloke for ten years," <laughs> and it was fifteen years. <laughs> so that they had he he was one that could really assert pressure for long periods, doing the hardest job in cricket, leg spinning. Did you pick him? Yeah, he's very easy to pick. Yep. Yeah, you know, extremely easy, and didn't have a whole lot of variation. What he did have was an incredible accuracy in in what is traditionally not that accurate leg spinning. Mm. You get a bad ball once and over sort of thing. Well, not from him. So he could put the ball right where a batsman doesn't want it for a long period of time, and uh, he was just a grind to bat against. Was he the best that you've played with? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's maybe the best bowler our games ever had uh, in sport, you know, in cricket. So, so he, he's as yeah, yeah, he's the best. He wasn't that deceptive with what was coming out of his hand, and yet he still got seven hundred and eight people out all around the all around the world. Murley, yeah. Murley, for example, didn't really get many wickets in Australia. But Warney got them all around the world, uh, more so than Murley, who got, I think he got 800 and something wickets. But, but uh, yeah, Warney's the best. Warney's the best, yeah. Well, he was a highlight to watch a bit like yourself, Ian, yeah. and it's been great to chat uh, this evening, mate. I know you're not doing much after the Brisbane test. We might get you on uh, to <laughs> analyse it. Righto, boys. No worries. Appreciate it, Ian. Thanks Thank you. Ian. Yeah, bye.